podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a five-star review. And we are here with Craig and Petey as always, and we are excited to welcome back. Now I feel like you're a recurring guest yes. on this show. Yes. Um, Coyote's General Manager, Bill Armstrong, welcome to the show. Welcome well, back. thanks for having me. I love coming here. It's uh, it's always a pleasure. And uh, I see Craig every day, so I always see like this way. <laughs> you guys yeah. Enough, but, yeah, we, we feel the same way. <laughs> Uh, and Bill's role is still expanding with PHNX. You know, right? yeah, he's, he's been evaluating employees in the past, so I've got to lose some mind for him. Oh, man. Yeah, we saw him give PD feedback a couple yeah. of It worked. Ago. It, yeah. it worked. It worked. Everybody better needs ever motivation. Yeah, I'm better ever since. Exactly. Uh, well, obviously, lots to talk about. The season come yeah. to a close, but the real season begins in, in some ways with yeah. the, the draft, the draft lottery, the free agency. So we'll get into all of that. But just looking back at this season, yeah. um, can you just give us kind of of your 10,000 foot view of how the season went, the, the coaching, the players, and what you guys yeah. tried to accomplish. The message from the get-go and, and, and the opening statement I made to the players were like, let's let's take a step forward, not a step back. And and I think, you know, that was kind of hard because we, we came off a season that, you know, we battled at the end of it, to the you know, and we, we kind of made some progress with our culture in that. Um, and then we took on more bad contracts and, you know, our players were looking around like, you know, Phil Kessel's gone out of this room. Who, who are we going to replace him with? You know, and uh, there was a lot of unanswered questions. And I just said, hey, listen, you got to approach this year. Or we're going forward. You know, you have to be a driver. Um, and really, from the get-go, our guys did that. Uh, again, they we got back into the culture about working hard, playing hard, about trying to get better, you know, win the day. Don't look too far forward. Just win that day. Um, and I thought that was a great part of the season. I think uh, coaches made some really good you know, progress with the team as far as PP and PK. We got a little bit better. We were able to get some wins at home. And guys on our on our team, they took a step, you know, where you could kind of see them a little bit before as Michelli stood out, Moser stood out, Barrett Hayden took a massive step, and Keller kept going. And then the emergence of uh, Ingram to come back in that, that we picked up off weight, Favors and Valamaki. All of a sudden, these pieces emerge, and you get excited when you watch our team because you're not watching our team going – Hey, I wonder who they're going to get. You're like, wow, they got some pieces. If they can go and add to this, you know, there, there's another step we can take the following year. So I think as a fan, as a GM, it, it's a good time to be with the Yotes because of some of the pieces that have emerged. And we haven't even got into, you know, the prospects we've, we've drafted in the last few years, along with the picks that we acquired this year. Yeah, you talked about something interesting there with Kessel being gone. You also had players like Ladd and Roussel yeah, and Strawman yeah. and some veteran leadership guys with them gone. Do you think that afforded players like Krauss, like Keller mm -hmm. to go, uh oh, maybe it's maybe it's me that has to lead this team? Is that what helped them oh, take another step forward? I think that's exactly what happened. We had a lot of worries in the summer of like who's going to lead this this team and, and those guys just stepped forward. I think yeah. there was emergence of a leadership group, a young leadership group, and they were great. Um, they pushed through a lot of the hard times of the season. Um, and they're young guys, you know, and I think the, the add-ons of the Valamakis of the world, um, you know, and, and they, they, they led in their own way. They, they, they came into the organization a little bit later off waivers and all of a sudden they were part of that group that's driving it forward. You know, if you look out after practice, you know, he's still shooting pucks, he's still stick handling, mm -hmm. he's still doing skating drills. And now that culture uh, has slowly sunk in and everybody that comes in now is into that culture. And, you know, after the game ends, win or lose, they're the boys in the gym, you know, you, you arrive at the rink before the game. There they are all in line doing their warm-ups. It's, uh, it's, it's, our culture is slowly growing. 
want to come back to the growth of that core and yeah. in, in a leadership role in a minute and how it might impact the future. But let's let's go chronologically here because there are a few big dates on the calendar coming up. <laughs> there's there's first of all, May everyone's is asking, you know, right. what's the biggest day? And uh we have the uh, the the week of me, which because my birthday is on the 18th of oh. May. Oh my gosh! So it's a full it's a full wow. week uh, <laughs> of celebration, um, you know. But because of all the other dates in in May, I'm, I have a little bit of a fear that we're going to go buy that as oh, a family. No. So yeah. But anyways, go. Ahead. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. May the draft lottery. Yeah. It's about three weeks away, uh, yeah. and, and we were talking about you know taking steps. They, yeah. they, maybe they took a step too far this season <laughs> but if you enjoy some luck that could yeah. obviously be a game changer for the organization if you don't if you just hold serve yeah and say you're at six and 12 with yeah. the ottawa pick how does that impact the rebuild well you know we plan to get two really good players there one at six and one at 12 and i would give you a, an example of of when you know in st louis we had the two picks and, and we took uh Jaden swartz and tarasenko now for 10 years they were solid really Almost star, you know, Tarasenko's a star, uh, you know, and Schwartzy was just an unbelievable player that helped us win a cup. If we can walk out of the draft with two guys like that that play for a long time for us, that's a great draft for us because we've already got some pieces here and we can add in. It would be it would be a huge draft to allow this franchise to take another step to becoming not only a playoff team but a consistent playoff team. On the flip side, if you do have some luck, you could get a, a different caliber of player. Yeah. We talked about this, I think, in the past show. You have anything in mind for like a good luck charm or a talisman or something you're going to do to try and change the luck of this the, franchise in the yeah, lottery? Yeah, you know, you know, normally that stuff kind of comes to me. I, mean, I know we were on a scouting trip and uh, we got a, a Chinese fortune cookie in, Sw in Sweden and said to, to those that are, are prepared, the luck will come. You know, wow. and uh, and, mm. that, and that was like our that. yeah, and that and wow. that and that was like changed us. You know, we put that quote in Swedish up for the guys in the, in the meetings and all that. You know, normally it just comes to you. So I haven't found it yet, um, but but I'm good. I know something will come up and uh, and bring us a little bit of luck there. And and the odds are that the, the oats are due. The oats are due for some luck. Yeah. Uh, saying. And that's what I want to say to everybody listening too. If you have a lucky charm or a talisman or something, please get it yeah. on your person in the in the oh, first maybe. week of May because yeah. any little bit we can help. Or or we're going to try to all and ship them. You know, where, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Are you going to be in? Is it Secaucus? Is that where it's going to be, or where's the draft lottery this year? Um, we have a place rented in Tempe. Uh, we're going to do a little oh, bit of a, okay, uh, a little bit of a draft party there, a draft lottery party. So it'll be a fun uh, for the for the Yotes fans. Uh, there'll nice. be more information coming soon, but uh, yeah, that that'll be really really uh, nice. Uh, we'll all get together, the fans, and we'll, we'll do great. it live. Yeah, it'll be pretty exciting. Yeah, but it can set up like a a good luck wall outside the hotel that or something or whatever yeah. it is. Like, I, I, I can tell you their... a, a story about a, a draft lottery. I'm not going to name the name or the players, <laughs> uh, the GM or the players involved, but you can, he, he, he lost it. He got second and he was so distraught that basically the guy that they got as number two, it was like that guy wasn't worth anything because of the reaction of the oh, GM. No. Um, it was, you know, so I always think about that, you know, um, you know, you never want to be that guy that not only did you not get number one, that you pissed off number two. two. <laughs> <laughs> he was so distraught. He couldn't hide. He was like, Oh God. You know? <laughs> so you never want to do that. Oh, my God. But that brings up a good, a good point. Like depending on where you fall on that May 8th day changes yeah. groupings of how you're oh, going absolutely. to pit. So, yeah. As their scouting staff, yeah. 
how do you prepare for the eventuality that maybe you are six and 12? Do you, have you gone through a fine tooth comb and have it in sections for that yeah. first round? I, when you're the head scout, you're constantly working the ranges and figuring out what range are we going to go in here and making sure the coverage is there. So they, they do that daily. That's, that's, you know, and they'll advise me on, Hey, listen, this is where this guy could creep in here. Here's the guys that you got to watch. Um, you know, so you're, it's, it's a daily adjustment where they're going. Um, they're, they're big concern on our, Improvement meetings today was kind of if I asked the NHL to do the draft lottery earlier so they could have a better <laughs> have time. better idea yeah. of where, where, where we're going to fall. Yeah, because that happens quick after that. It happens yeah. very quick. Yeah, yeah. very true. Um, so right now, you guys have a lot of picks at the draft. We actually have a, a, <laughs> every a graphic of all the picks in the 2023 draft. This one's from Puckpedia. Put on the screen. I know. Yeah. Uh, 12 picks at the 2023 draft. Two firsts, a second, four thirds, a fourth, two fifths, and two sixths. Jeez. Uh, if anyone's counting. Yeah. Do you expect to execute on all of those, or are there plans maybe to package some of them to acquire either existing players or move up? What I mean, you, you don't have to give up your draft strategy but yeah no. are you expecting to pick all of those picks um well as it, if you're an amateur scout going into that for for the for the yotes <laughs> you're thinking about you yep. know swinging on every single one of them they want you to get um, more yeah if, yeah if you're the pro guys going in you're hoping to um you know to make a few trades and uh and use the picks and as a coach you know you're hoping to come out with a uh, a couple of players that could could help you now. So for me as a GM, I got to sit in there and navigate and figure, you know, what what's the best? Are we moving up, uh, you know, in a higher pick? Are we going to go acquire a player? Um, you know, is there a player available that fits into our timeline and age of our players um, and could really help us? Then you know, we'd obviously we're we're open for business. So we're going to try and prove our team. Uh, we're going to try and take a step. We're not going to do anything crazy, uh, but we are going to try and get better. In comparison, Bill, you've been a lot of drafts and you've seen how many picks we just put it up, how many picks the Coyotes have. Mm-hmm. But you've been on the other side of the coin, yeah. too. Can, can you give us an idea what an average is for a team to pick in the draft or give people listening? Oh, gosh, 12. That yeah. doesn't seem like that many. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. It's insane, Most times right? you're somewhere between five or six picks. And, you know, when I was with the, the Blues, we were picking in that 26 range yeah. every time. So uh, we were always excited about picking that 12. 26 yeah. we we're like hey we got a chance you know and then you know then then there were years where we picked at 56 yeah and you're like and we were still excited like you know and so uh, you just as an amateur sc- you know sc- a scout and a staff you just want to pick like you want to you spend you know countless flights and car rentals and you know you all you want to do is get to the draft and draft you see all these good players you want to go out and get them so it's really exciting for those guys to get to the draft, you know, and and really they want to swing. They're not, you know, really good uh, amateur scouts are not afraid to make mistakes. They're like, hey, let's go, let's go get this one, you know. So, but, but we shouldn't. And I know everybody knows who Connor Bedard is. Yeah. Everybody in the hockey world knows. But we shouldn't be crying in our beer if that's not the Coyotes' <laughs> pick, right? And, and that includes your staff and oh, your yeah. scouts and and our fans should go. Hey, things are okay. Yeah. Odds are we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna <laughs> pick him, you know. So. <laughs> If, if we're not going to, if the odds aren't with us, then, then we have to prepare, you know, always prepare for the best and always prepare for the worst. But e- even if it's our worst day, we're going to get some really yeah. good players that, that we're going to yeah. be excited about playing, you know, in the National Hockey League, that's going to help us take another step. And with the amount of picks that we have, we can build a team that is not only good from the first line to the fourth line and catch with a thousand different blades. Uh, we might not have you know, the guy that goes through everybody. But, you know, when you get to our fourth line, it's a damn good line, you know. So 
Um, I think you, you can't get too swept up in the fact that there's only one player at this year's draft. How is the chemistry with your scouting staff now? You brought guys in from a lot of different areas. Yeah. They've had some time to work with each other. How was yeah. how is that coming along now? Uh, really good. I was surprised because, you know, when you leave St. Louis, I was crying. You know, I'm like, who, is, who am I going to, you know, who, yeah. how are we yeah. going to do this? You know, and I'll never find guys like my guys. And then you get into the process and um, you have guys like Rick Calmly here. You know, you, you have guys like, you know, Daryl Plandowski and they see – you know, players and they have different thought processes and all that. It's, and then the next thing you know, you're drafting well and you can see that, hey, listen, the thought process of drafting Logan Cooley and what they do. And you get excited about our staff. In a short period of time, um, we've, we've made some hay with our, dra- our, uh, our staff, um, you know, and uh, they're, they're really good about keeping the pressure. I know the message was, you know, when we left the midterm meetings was, hey, listen, we haven't done anything. Like, we're on. Let's go here, boys. Let's let's make sure. Let's let's drive this one home. If we can if we can hit on two big time players here, we got a chance to move forward here. So they're really good about you know always working to get better and really trying to make that staff better. We do a lot of teaching on the staff too, and and uh, and we get to rookie camp and that. So do do Daryl and Ryan compliment each other? They seem like oh yeah different oh, yeah. personalities. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm uh, wondering how they play <laughs> off each other. Yeah, I know Ryan is super organized. Yep. You you know yep. really well organized um, and really like schedules you know he's on you know and daryl um you know is really good he sees the glass half full he can he's really good at taking that guy and be like we're going to draft that guy this this way you know and even though the the, the player hasn't got there yet he's really good at the projection that's where he's really good and mm. he's got massive experience about being with tampa bay and the way they drafted and ryan you know obviously from his days in buffalo and the island and Team Canada has massive experience too, and they just work really well together. They're very positive. Um, they they like the input from their staff, um, and they rely heavily on their staff. That's good. It's a, it's a, it's a nice. They're a yin and yang. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're on the topic of the draft. <laughs> Probably we've we've dug deep, but the most important question, yeah. and we saw from last year in Montreal was the matching blue suits. <laughs> so as we get into Nashville, one is there a plan? <laughs> Two, when will we unveil that plan and should we be looking for a cowboy themed outfit in Nashville? It's a great question. Um, just remember that this was my my fault that this happened. Uh, <laughs> now, you're, now you're stuck. Just, just remember this. And, you know, as we did this process to go through this, the suits, you can't stop, right? Like, and now you're done. Yeah, because yeah. then you're a quitter. So <laughs> we have a new theme. Uh, we have a new color. Um, oh, I can't no. really reveal it right now. Of course now. not. It's top okay. secret. Um, yep. But you know, it, it is. Uh, it's all going to be tied together. It's gonna. You know, if you're wait. a Yost fan, wait. you're gonna. You're gonna enjoy it. Does it can't stand wait. out? Does it pop when you guys it walk pops. in? Oh, but yeah. but it's it funny. Look for this because you were the only team to ever do it in yeah. the history of the National Hockey Draft. I would bet yeah. that you will not be the only team doing it this season. I'm I bet you somebody it. will follow in your footsteps, and there will be another team. Doing I, it. I would say so with ties and socks yes. and all that kind of like not the, to the extent. Yeah, maybe not to the extent. Um, that, That's amazing that, that we did it, but. It um, it certainly we stood out. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. And when we walked into the draft floor, it stopped traffic. Like <laughs> seventeen thousand people. Were. Love uh, it. in yeah. Montreal. That's yeah. awesome. And when we got off the bus. It was on from the time because there was yeah. a huge crowd out front, and we had to go through the crowd to get in. <laughs> you got to own like, it too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you got to own it. And yeah. when you got to when I got to the airport, the guys like, oh, you guys are the blue suit. You know? <laughs> So, no, but it's it's funny. Our staff absolutely loved it. That's awesome. They absolutely loved it. And, um, 
And uh, so it's kind of taken its own form and, and kept going. And uh, we've really added cool. a few things to it. So we're excited. Yeah. I love it. Can't wait. Um, obviously, lots more to get into. We need to talk about free agency still. But before we do, yeah. just want to uh, let everybody know that with the NHL playoffs going on, first of all, what a great night one, PD. Yes. Um, we had three periods of overtime, just crazy games. And it's even more fun when you bet on those games on BetMGM. So if you haven't signed up, yet use the bonus code phnx there's a few different offers depending on where you live but for our arizona audience you'll get up to a hundred dollars in bonus bets on your first wager with betmgm here's how it works download the betmgm app sign up with the bonus code phnx place a pre-game money line wager in the amount of at least ten dollars on any market at standard odds price you'll receive ten dollars in bonus bets instantly regardless of the outcome of your wager just make sure you use bonus code phnx when you sign up plus Join us at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium for all Suns Away playoff games. The first one is this upcoming Thursday, uh, April 20th. Our PHNX Suns watch parties presented by Neutral will feature food and drink specials, PHNX giveaways, and BetMGM deposit matches. Join us by grabbing your free ticket in the show notes. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, If you haven't been out to the Sportsbook in Glendale, it's fabulous. So it's going to be a great place to watch the Suns game on Thursday. Um, You can check out the show notes for full offer details. And now... Our favorite part, listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Thank you to Shane, as always. Um, I'm actually headed out of town this week. I might have to make one more stop at Illegal Pete's yep. before I go. Because, a little queso before you go. Oh, especially, th- listen, Canada. Queso and margarita. Canada is not really known for great Mexican food. No, maybe, really? Maybe, maybe not great queso, just saying. No. So I'm going to stop at Illegal Pete's on my way, kind of close to the airport. Um, they have delicious ingredients, customizable options, perfect way to treat people to a culinary adventure they'll never forget. If you want to book a catering order, head to catering.illegalpete's dot com check out illegal pete's everybody i have yet to steer anybody wrong at illegal pete's just saying um the diehards have agreed so illegal pete's your go-to spot for burritos buddies and beer all right let's get back into it before we move past the draft i want i thought of one other thing i wanted to ask you and i'm i'm curious what it's like the draft floor looks like just complete chaos right while we're watching it and then You've got the possibility of trades. We see, mm-hmm. you know, you see reports. He's on the phone. Like yeah. nobody knows what the hell is being said on the phone. Yeah. Could be, uh, you know, asking your wife to pick up milk, but but it's still being reported on social media. What is it like when there's actually a trade brewing? Uh, you don't need to. Well, get I'm, I'm going to tell you a funny story. But yeah, so um, you know, we went back and watched the draft footage one year, my my, my wife and I, and uh, and and she had taped it or whatever and there was the two gms out on the floor you know and they were going at it and they were talking about it you know and, and i and i knew them you know or whatever so like i i i called them afterwards you know after watching i said well you guys are pretty heated he's like yeah we couldn't figure out where we're golfing together this summer <laughs> no and he was saying you, know, you come to my place no no i came there last time you come to mine but 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 they're like and they're and and the canadian gms are they're on them all the time and it went and and they were they did it on purpose as a laugh but they were just like no no no, you're coming over to my place i'm paying and you know they're moving their hands and i was dying but yeah uh, most times i get up because i i don't like the noise in the phone 
Um, a lot of times, uh, all the trades that we do um, are set up via text. Mm. Uh, right before we before we leave, uh, there's a portion where, like, I just hammer the texts out and say, "Listen, if you know, we'll give you this for this, and you know, and then it's then it's in written form, and you can work off that." Um, so now they're thinking about that. So when you actually get to the moment, because it happens so quickly, you don't have time. You know, because you, you're on the time, you're on the clock right away. So you, if they have it in written form, then you can get yeah. up and say, okay, I'll move this. Okay. Okay. We're good. Yep. And then it gets wow. done and, and that, but it is, um, yeah, I mean, it is, it is intense. It's great. I mean, I, I love adrenaline. So for me, when you're on that draft floor, it's on, you know, and you're just, it's just great. Yeah. I wonder how many speculative pieces were written about that conversation between those two. Oh, <laughs> they were talking about this. They oh, yeah. about, and they're yeah. moving their hands. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. yeah. Oh, my All right. Gosh. Let's move past the draft. I'm curious. These are back to back. These go together. Yeah. What's going to be your approach? We'll start with the free agent market, then we'll go look at the trade market as well. Yeah. What, what's your approach with free agency? Uh, free agency is is really get in depth with the, with our pro staff and figure out what's available for us. Um, does it fit for what we need in our timeline? And then, you know, how can, can we, what, what is, what are, what is the term, you know, what is the cost that's going to, you know, impact our club and, and is it going to move us forward? Um, you know, so we're really going to get into that. Um, you know, we've, our, our guys are out right now actually doing a majority of the scouting to see those, those free agents that are still playing in pressure situations. Um, if they're headed over to the world championships, we'll be going over there to watch them, but really staying on it. Like there's a few things we can add into our team that could make us a, a better team. Um, so we're, we're going to study that free agency. For the long term or are you thinking more short term? Um, I think there's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, you know, like a type of player where you, you know, he doesn't play very well where, you know, like it's Nick Bukes dad last year, you're looking for the next guy that's kind of coming, becoming him. But, but there's some players out there that would fit in for us that that could be very good players. Um, that would help our young guys along and kind of grow and, and give them a little bit of shelter too in certain situations. Mm. Um, so when, you know, the other team, you know, you line up and you're in their, their rink and, you know, your young guy's not at, you know, at center playing against, uh, you know, playing against Connor McDavid and there's nowhere to hide. So you try to, you have to make sure as you bring the young players along, you, you give them shelter at times. Same question for the trade market, whether it's at the draft or after the draft. Yeah. Trades are a big thing now for us because we, we have yeah. the picks, um, you know, so there's opportunity for us. It depends on which teams commit to kind of rebuilding and, and getting their teams. We'll see what's available through there. Uh, if there's new GMs that come on board for teams, you're saying, "Hey, are you happy there?" Well, that but but trades are a big part of that, and we've we've got a lot of asset and picks uh, to kind of help you know kind of complement some of the guys that are in there now and in in some in some uh, depth positions too. But trades are a big thing for us right now. We'll be looking. You look at you talked about there your draft list. Do you have Pro list too, like you looked at Kesselring, yeah. Yusuf Alamaki, Mackey. You got guys that joined your team and looked like minor parts of a deal. Yeah. Are they guys that, gosh, because they fit in? Yeah. Like Kesselring yeah. has fit in and got some points in his last game. Mackey has a, has a big role. And Yusuf Alamaki, yeah. talk about a big role yeah. that that you picked up on waivers. Yeah, so those, those, do you those look are, those guys up? Yeah, we have lists. We have lists that we think, hey, this guy is going to be available in a trade. This guy's not going to get qualified. This, this particular player, he's going to be up on waivers at the start of the year, just wait it out and see what we can get. And um, our, our group has done a nice job with that. And you see the Ingrams of the world, the Wedgwoods of the world, and also Valimaki, um, you know, for waivers. You know, there's a lot you have to have, a you know, I always said this before, to be a championship team on the ice, you have to build a championship team off the ice, uh, behind the scenes and savvy scouts and, you know, passionate scouts are like, you know, they're, I don't know if it's, they're, they're, it's, 
they can be annoying almost at times. Like, I want that guy. I know you want that guy. You've told me eight times you want that guy. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I really want him. I really, you know what I mean? Like, they're almost annoying. And then when the guy comes on waivers, like, okay, I got him for you. You know, and they're like, oh, you know, and they're so excited. But that's them. They're so passionate that they want the player. You know, you get excited about working with guys like that. Yeah, well, Val Mackey is part of your power play. He, I mean, he's yeah. going to be, he could be a top four defenseman for this team. How, like... Do you have to be ready? Like, does the opposing team think, oh, I'm going to slide this guy through? There's so many guys going through waivers today. You just, <laughs> but do you think, because you've been on the other side of it too, where you try to get a guy through waivers. Yeah. Is it just, you have to be on that wire and be ready to pounce? You, well, yeah, you have to be ready in the war because you figure out in the summer, like they sign this guy, this guy, and this guy. Somebody has to go in waivers because right. they're not going to make the opening roster. Um, and you know, at some point in time, they have to go down. They have to go down. So you just, you're just sitting and waiting. You know, and that's the same with Ingram. We we knew, you know, he was going to go through. Uh, it's just a matter of time when they had to, when they're going to put him through. So you just had to sit there and wait. And, and we got lucky on the on the claim, but you know, we got him. So um, they've been really good for us. But your scouts, you know, there's not only pro scouts, amateur scouts, but they've got to hammer the American League. They've got to hammer the waivers. You got to be savvy through analytics, any way that you can find players. We've talked about players. Let's talk about staff for a second. Yep. Um, Andre Turney and his staff are all coming due at the end of next season. Yep. And it's hard to evaluate those guys on wins and losses. We've yep. talked about that before, but we've heard from player after player after player of what Andre Turney has meant to the development of this team and the direction they're going. When do you as the GM, when will you start that evaluation process yep. of those contracts? Is, it, is there a timeline yet or is it just too soon? Well, you, you don't really want to leave people, you know, I, I, I was put myself in those shoes. You know, you don't really want to leave people hanging, you know, where they're wondering what they're going to be doing the following year. Um, you know, uh, there's ways you can do approach that um, and you can be honest with them um, uh, and, and, and say for different reasons, whether it's ownership, you know, in, in St. Louis, we had change of ownership so guys couldn't get new contracts, you know, or you just, you know, hey, you get contracts done. I remember Doug Armstrong with us. Uh, we're dead last, you know, and, and he went and got contracts for all of us, you know, for, for a three-year period. So um, there's different ways to do it. Uh, our plan is to sit down and uh, do a little bit more evaluation, but getting into talking about renewing some contracts, not only of, of the coaching, but other staff members. So we'll, we'll address that this summer and we'll, we'll start to make some hay on, on that. Um, but I would say this, that he has he's done a great job with the players. He is exactly the way that we described him is, you know, he builds relationships. Um, he can be firm with people. He can get the most out of people uh, without leaving a scar. And he's done a nice job of that. And that's that's the reason we've hired him. He's got great patience with players and, and putting them in certain roles to kind of get better. You know, whether it's Baird Hayden or it's Clayton Keller or it's, or it's Moser, you've seen these guys all grow during the course of the year and over the last couple of years uh, by the way that he plays them and puts them in good situations to develop. Um, and I think there's also a process of his other staff members behind the scenes, some guys that you don't see as much from our skills guys to assistant coaches. They do a lot of the ground and pound with those players and getting them, you know, into good situations, working with them, showing them video and building relationships behind the scenes too. So, uh, Andre does a great job and along with his staff and, uh, proofs in the pudding. Everybody's had yeah. really good years. And, uh, I think that's a credit to him and his staff. Obviously, this can change based on lottery luck or the emergence of some new young players. But 
Do you expect next season's roster to have similar characteristics to the past two seasons? Obviously, there's been the core, then there's been veteran players. You've brought in yeah. guys like you mentioned, the Nick Bukestad, Shane Gossespierre, maybe ones who needed a resurgence. Yeah. Um, or because we've seen the maturation of players like Keller, Krause, etc., will that change the timeline of things? I'm just curious what the outlook is for the building of the roster for next season. Yeah. Um, well, well, we'll get into, obviously we've set out to do our scouting to make sure we've some of the pieces that are available out there to make us better. Um, now we've got to come to the conclusion that are we willing to, to pay it in term and, 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 and salary? Um, is there other ways that we could do that? So we'll get at that. We, we first go into the amateur meetings at end of May um, and then into June and we will get into the pro meetings right after that. But for our, for our roster, we're looking to get better. We're looking to add a few pieces that are going to really kind of complement some of the players there or some of the younger players that will be coming back um, just to make them a little bit better and put them in good situations. So I do think we've got a chance to kind of take a, a I wouldn't say a baby step, but we can take a step like we did from the previous year. Uh, we'll take a bigger step uh, next year. Um, and, and I think that will put us in a good situation where I'd like to see us not only be good at home, but be better on the road, put up some more road wins. Just on that same vein, a follow-up kind of, where do you see now on the timeline of the rebuild? Where can you point on the timeline where the team yeah. is right now? -ish? Yeah, like this is, it's funny. We, we had this same conversation with, we had our coaches meeting and it's interesting, <laughs> like, you know, we get talking about this and I, and, you know, I said, listen, we're, we're exactly where we're supposed to be. I don't know if our team's going to be a lot better, but we'll be younger and and what will happen is we're going to get those young players in there and to take a step and for our coaches you know they're going to get to work with some players that are going to be around for the next four five six years and be some of our core players but they're young so it's an exciting time for us to get that snap to the pieces in um and obviously they're not it takes a while to be a good nhl player that can help your team push so we're going to have some good young players join our roster next year um but i don't think it's going to drive us to be a playoff team um, and we'd be crazy to think that we're going to be in that realm of, of competing for a playoff spot. And I think it's too early. I think the other thing, you know, I was listening to a GM the other day in basketball. It was the Oklahoma Thunder there, and he, he got the, the same, the same um, you know, question. He said, well, it's got to happen naturally, and I believe in that. I believe that your core has to show you that they're ready to take that next step and you don't want to be in there, you know, jamming things in there, signing guys for massive contracts, and then all of a sudden we're right back where we were before. Yeah. And we've got to let our let our players tell us when we're ready. When are we going to make that next step and, and uh, not rush the process, but let that process happen naturally. When it does, then we'll be at the deadline and we'll add a few pieces just to kind of make it better, but we're not trying to, you know, um, you know, make a fake run as i call it absolutely um obviously we have, want to talk about some of those upcoming young players here in a second um but first we we've talked a lot about the nhl draft but coming up next week is the nfl draft already oh, yeah. it's around the corner um and if you want to take it in as with fellow cardinals fans the best place to do that is at the four peaks eight street pub on thursday april 27th beginning at 2 p.m the official phnx cardinals draft party johnny and Bo will be broadcasting live from four peaks much like we did last year for yes. our draft show um, it's going to be a ton of fun so join us at four peaks you can register for free in the link in our show notes to take advantage of beer specials three dollar redberg 
lager pints, $5 Redbird lager pitchers, $3 Kitlifter and Wild Pints. So lots of great offers. It's going to be a blast. Join us. If you're going to drink, you got to be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly. If you're feeling any sort of stress about it, um, OGs is here for you with that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Listen, um, we might need some of that here for the 8th. Yeah, May 8th. We might. Is, that show is sponsored OGs. by OGs yeah, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> Stress <reliever>. Yeah, um, they have something for everyone. Sleep edition, microdose gummies, CBD, THC, happy balance gummies, and they taste delicious and they're locally scratch made. So we love OGs. You can find them at your local dispensary at ogsbrands.com. Must be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly. Craig? Wanted to ask you about Sam Lipkin's decision to go back to Quinnipiac. Yeah. I'm sure you had a lot of conversations. Um, what are your thoughts on that decision and the wisdom of it, I guess? Well, I always like when our, our players make a decision and kind of explain why. Um, and he put a lot of thought process process into it. Um, you know, and I think it had to do a little bit with schooling too. It had been in one year. Um, two years gives you a better chance to graduate and I think he felt like there was a little bit more to, for him to accomplish at Quinnipiac, and he could come into the pro game a little bit faster and stronger by doing another year. Um, Quinnipiac is a good school. Obviously, they, they won the national championship. They do a great job developing. They've got a great you know, arena there. Uh, facilities are magnificent. So we're excited for him. Obviously, we a um, little bit disappointed that he didn't join us. Uh, but at the same time, he's got a process, and he's going back to a great school. They're going to have a chance to compete for another national championship uh, next year. So we're excited for that for him. And uh, he'll be in doing some summer training. He'll be in for the development camp, and uh, we'll get our hands on him there. And uh, he's, uh, he's a pretty exciting player. You love when you when you see the seventh-rounders kind of achieve, yeah. yes. as he did, and make that big play in the big moment. That's what... Uh, uh, that's why we draft him, you know. Okay, he he did it against another guy, and and uh, maybe there's nothing <laughs> to say here, but everybody's wondering when are we getting a decision on Logan Cooley? Yeah, well, it's it's coming. I think uh, Logan was kind of upset because when we we did the call, um, you know, I said that uh, the Minnesota uh, team had the refs wearing the Minnesota jersey against BU because my son played on <laughs> BU, <laughs> so, and he kind of responded, "Was like, well, I'll take your five power plays." <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you know. yeah. but yeah. So uh, that was a tough game, you know. Um, yeah, you know because you, you know, you think back as a dad. I would, I was working for the Bruins at the time, and I would come home, and my son would be in the door with his full Bruins gear on, with skate guards on, you know, the Armstrong twenty nine, uh-huh. and just dressed to tease. And you know, he, he, that's your that's your son, and you're finally getting to the the, the peak, and he's he's going in the frozen four, and his lines matched up against Cooley's uh-huh. line. You know, so who like how do you cheer for that yeah. one? You know, so that was that was a difficult. And you got game. to go, right? So, I yeah. did. I got I got to I got to watch him uh, play, and uh, That's really it was cool. it was very entertaining. Uh, obviously, Minnesota's heck of a team, and uh, took over the game. But it was a good game. Yeah. Okay, so aside from player, coach, hockey ops evaluations, and the requisite scouting you got to do for the draft and yeah. free agency and trades, as if that's not enough. What else is on your summer docket? <laughs> well, uh, we're we're pretty uh, we're pretty like trans, transparent organizations. We just get done the improvement meetings, so there's a lot of stuff to buy, a lot of gadgets. Yeah, by the way, there's something called improvement meetings. We didn't know about this, so yeah, you tell us what the improvement meetings are. It's where your whole staff gets together, and you know, and it's really you know, you put up there like make good better, you know, get four yeah. percent better, and uh, change before you have to. Uh, if we do this, will this help us win a championship five years from now? They have to be in that. So we, we get right into it as a staff. Um, and it's, it's really good because, you know, your, your staff's pushing, you know, they're like, Hey, listen, we need this type of video to develop. We need this 
you know, and it, and you're, everybody's there. So it's, you know, it goes back and forth and there's, it's a big, it's a big staff, you yeah. know, so it really helps everybody get invested in the process of getting better. Okay. You're going to get a chance to go to the world championship or any of the CHL playoffs and are you, yeah. you bounce around? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to head over to the, the worlds here and okay. uh, we'll I'll get, get over there and see some of the players. I'll get out to see uh, our team play in Coachella Valley, our American league team in the mm-hmm. playoffs. So that's a big game. And then uh, do some overseas, come back, and uh, I might end up going back over to the world, so depending on if there's prospects playing. So. You're going to go to the music festival in Coachella, too? Um, <laughs> no. Bill and I will go together. We fit no. right in. Burning I, Man. I would love to, but <laughs> Actually, they're, you might. they're driving our uh, hotel costs up right now. So oh, yeah. 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 That's like insane. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So let's talk about Tucson for just a minute. Yeah. And when we talk about the development process and we talked about drafting, trading, building a team, what does this mean for the guys down in Tucson to be going through a playoff run and playing meaningful games yeah. this time of the season? Well, I just met with all the coaches down there and uh, I was extremely excited that this group, you know, was able to kind of make playoffs because we had taken <laughs> yeah. some of their best players yeah. you know, from Ivan to Kelman yep. to Dolphin to Day and, you know, we just kept taking players and in soda at the soda shrimp. So uh, for them to get in was huge. Also, what I like about how they got in was, you know, they were down four nothing in the game. They're down four one. They came back to get points. Like they just wouldn't roll over. So I was really impressed by that group, uh, just how hard they fought. It was uh, for me. It was exactly the way the Yotes are. We were gonna mm-hmm. have to kick, scrap, and fight and do everything we can to get a point. Um, so now everybody's, you know, we sent some players down and now they got to, they're going to play a second best team in the American league. Um, so that's going to be a dogfight for them, but mm-hmm. I got a good feeling about that group. They're, they're, they're gamers. They want to play and uh, I was really happy with the, the job the coaching staff did. I had, uh, well, Coachella Valley is obviously Seattle's affiliate and yeah. you saw Ricky Olchek talking. Yeah. They, there's legitimate concern for them because you get to add all these pieces yeah. to the roster. They don't get to add anybody. Yeah. So there's they're worried about that matchup. Yeah, and we've played them well this year too. So yeah. it's going to be a battle down there. Um, you like to see your players in the heat of playoffs, in that battle, playing the big moment. What can they do? How do they react? That's a, that's a huge thing for us. Bill, you talk about the players that got sent down there. Mm-hmm. Can you take us inside their heads? Like a, a Soderstrom, who's had a big role here yeah. is it a disappointment that oh i see all these other guys are going home or starting the summer training and i got to go play or is it gosh i can't wait to get back there and show what i can do like can you take us inside well, their you, head? you hope it's a second you hope it's hey i want to get down there and show you know and also fight for the organization yeah you know fight this is this is your your organization uh, you got to put it on the line you got to play hard um you know you got to go down there and, and try and get us through to the next round playing the big moments so um, I hope they, they, that's the way I explained it to them. I hope they can go down there and wrap their head around it and really, and I think some of those guys were excited about going down too. So, um, you know, for me, I, I know as a player, no matter where I was playoffs, you get excited. I mean, you get, if you're a competitor, you want to compete. I walked into that frozen four, you know, my hands were shaking. I wanted, like, I thought to myself, who would, who wouldn't want to be here? This is, you want to play, you know, and you watch the, the, the 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 NHL playoffs last night. I mean, you're just I'm you know I get nerves just watching that. You see the fans in Edmonton, the passion that they have. Uh, you want to play. Yeah, yeah, so true. Uh, one more quick trip at the end of this crazy summer, Australia. <laughs> have you been <laughs> yeah, to Australia? Nothing going before? on here. No, no, but I am so excited about this trip. Um, this is this is a game changer for us because. 
you know, there's not very many times as a as an organization you get to go to Australia. Yeah. It's like and to play hockey against the Kings there, and uh, and you get everything paid for. I mean, my God, <laughs> I mean, what more do you want? You know, like you know, the only issue I think I'm going to have is when like you only get so many first class you know, seats and flights. So if my yeah. wife comes wham, and I have to wham. put her in the back of the plane, she's going to be upset. And how do I, how do I deal with that? You know, because I'm a big guy. I can't, I can't You're get the, the middle sleeper. seat. Yeah, she's in the middle and, seat. You know? And like you, you start off with incredible thoughts about, okay, you know, I'm going to be polite about this. You know, there's no good way to tell her like, yeah, I know there's only one first class seat for me and I'm going to take that and move you to the back of the plane. So then what's going to happen is that she's, I'm going to give it to her because I can see the reaction and then I'm going to be, 15 hours in the middle seat, you know, all the way to Australia in the back of the You can't even stand up those flight commercials with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sitting in the middle seat. But you can tell, though, where the pressure is because that's we're talking about all the things that are going on, and that's where your head is going right now in Australia. So I can appreciate that. That's a brutal thing. In all seriousness, it's going to be a great trip for us as an organization, especially the players to bond. You know, it's a small group that's going. Uh, the players, the coaches, all there. It's going to really help us take that step uh, as, an, as, a, as a team early on in the season because of the bonding, to being together um, and, and, and doing the team building over there in Australia. It's going to be an unbelievable time. Mm. Uh, everybody's going to have you know uh, just that extra little bit of uh, bonding together uh, mm-hmm. on that trip. It's going to it's going to pay dividends for us, and we have enough time once we land to get over. You know, all that travel, I think we got enough days. I think it's oh. an hour per day or whatever you get over. So we'll have enough days to get back before the season starts. Is this basically training camp then over there? I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what you're doing. That's okay. it. Okay. So I, I just have a question because I know when we talked about this last week, there's going to be a group here in Arizona, still in a group there. So like, yeah. how do you decide who gets to go? I know, I mean, you might not have thought that far ahead yet. Yeah, I mean, there, there's some planning, but there's some also some opportunity for some players to stay here. And and play games and and play NHL exhibition games and make their name. Yeah. So you know whether you you get invited or you don't, you you got to get down to business. You know, he's going to require a certain amount of veterans. Too, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So there's 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 you've got to come and play. And this is um, there's opportunity. Yeah, it might not be in Australia, but you know what? Um, we're going to be certainly tracking every player that that plays well in our games here. And uh, when we're away, and uh, they'll get a good chance when we get back. All right, you ready to uh, test your Australian oh, knowledge? Oh my God! So I was going to put you so on the spot. So oh, last yeah. week at wrap up day, I was doing a, a quiz with a, a bunch of the guys on yeah. Australian lingo, <laughs> um, and at practice last week. And don't worry, they all were very bad at it. So the yeah, bar right. is very low. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was too. So I think I only no two guys kind of got it. Yeah. Um. So really, no, the pressure's off. But I'm going to also throw some ones I didn't ask them because I don't want to fully spoil sure, like the ones. Sure. That I asked them. But yeah, I, I, the, the bar is low, but it's Bill is kind of worldly. Like, he has literally been everywhere. Yeah, but there's so. been Russia, yeah, Sweden, I guess. Finland, <laughs> not so much. Not, nope. not, the Scandinavian not, not, not countries. Not a lot of scouting trips there. I gotta say, and nobody was as stressed as Matthias Michelli was. Oh my <laughs> God. He took it very seriously. It was so funny. All right. First word I'm going to throw you. This is like, and I've been to australia and i actually had a note on my phone of all the phrases so this is straight from that so first word lollies i'm a player that won't go get a puck in the corner (laughs) (laughs) i like i like the angle yeah i like the gm answer that's pretty accurate (laughs) 
Um, it's candy in Australia. Um, Which you better learn yeah. before you get there. Lo- say yeah. it again. Lollies. Lollies. Like okay. lollipop. Okay. Lollies. Oh, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Now that I think about like it. your word. definition. Yeah. Um, okay. What's Arvo? Oh, I haven't heard that I, one. I didn't. This, is, this is new. I didn't ask Arvo. the players this. Hmm. A player that won't block a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I really like your approach to this. Um, it's the afternoon. That's what they call it. Oh, okay. okay. Obviously, they say it in their accent and it makes it sound like me saying Arvo is probably not no. accurate. Interesting. Um, yeah. Um, okay. One more. I'm going to go off script because, again, I don't want to spoil the, mm-hmm. the ones that mm-hmm. I gave to the players. But what is a stubby holder? <laughs> it's a be, it's a, it's played a moose jaw back in the 60s. Beer, beer can or something? It's a beer koozie. Oh, wow. wow. Nailed wow. it. Actually, okay. almost got well, it. I came from a long line of beer drinking fans <laughs> that raised That's me. A so, good one. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that was a pretty good, I'm pretty good effort, I will say. I'm impressed. Yeah. Better sharpen up on those before you get there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's outstanding. Uh, you'll have to look. Re- we'll be joining you. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Brandon Spano? I'll sit in the middle seat in the back row. Yeah. I volunteer. Take you. I peek behind the curtain. I had a chance to talk to your your travel guy, David Griffiths, and and already just oh my gosh, <laughs> his head's about to explode. Uh, no, he's planning all this. He's planning about? all that. Griff? Well, not only that, but everybody like on the staff, the improvement meetings was well. We'd like to see you know you know you know this guy go to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy from the staff. I girls, really need so, to be there. I need to be there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Yep. Just if, if someone really wants to go, but they're not going to go, just show them a picture of the spiders. Um, and I think that's a oh, good thing. Spiders oh. there? Oh, they're you got bird eating spiders. They're massive, like Seriously? bigger than my laptop. That's Seriously, yeah, yeah, they're not yeah. a billboard. Yeah, they're not. A not in the city, but just don't go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anywho, buddy. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, if you've been watching us on YouTube, thank you. Um, be sure to hit the like button while you're here, and you might see in the bottom left corner we got our brand new PHNX Coyotes Four Peaks collab tea on display those are for sale right now at phnxlocker.com we saw the whole crew wearing them at our season wrap party last week at four peaks they looked amazing Uh, so make sure to grab yours and stay up to date with all your coyotes news and notes um, all season off season long because we're still here five days a week even in the off season Um, we'll have coverage of the playoffs as well in the lead up to the nhl draft Um, become a diehard you can read craig's weekly diehard articles that way you also get 20 percent off on merchant events and i gotta say this week specifically we're involving the diehards in a lot of stuff we have our diehard only nhl playoff bracket we have a diehard choice awards coming up Mm -hmm. later this week that will involve um, our diehards so if you're sitting here thinking i want to get in on that become a diehard join our discord um and it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. And they have a uh, big part of tomorrow's show too. Yes. Yep. Um we With more work we can get them to do for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've actually asked some phenomenal questions. So Javier's tomorrow, in studio tomorrow answering yeah. diehard questions. Coyotes Town Coyotes Hall with Javier yeah. Gutierrez tomorrow. Yeah, yep. and thank you to everyone in the Discord who asked amazing questions. Um we will ask him tomorrow. Um, and that was another perk of being a diehard. You get to your questions asked first to Javier. So lots of great perks to be coming a diehard um, and last but not least the best news of the day for me is i saw max restocking the circle case snack cart oh finally finally um i'm super Somebody. excited about this yeah. um, another perk of this office it's amazing and if you haven't tried any of the snacks or drinks at circle k yet stop by when i'm telling you there's a circle k everywhere there's yes, a circle k everywhere um you will find one everywhere you go and if you don't know where one is you can head to circlek.com store dash locator to find circle k's near you make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff circle k has to offer all right you guys anything else before we wrap up bill anything we didn't get to that <laughs> uh 
no, I think it's going to be an exciting off season for the Yotes. So. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of all the free time that he must have, like <laughs> golfing later today, yeah. sitting out at the pool. Yeah. Like honestly, do, do you Nothing get? To do. Is there anything you do to relieve the stress, or do you not get stressed over this? Like we get stressed coming in here, and this isn't. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, that's it's a great question because uh, you know, as coming in, you know, you were hiring so many. I was hiring so many people. And we were doing so many things, there was no downtime. So it's like, it's like 24 um, seven. And it hasn't really stopped, to be honest with you. It's, it's nonstop just to get to the organization, a point where you're, you know, you do have a little bit of time, but but it's still not yeah. at that, that, that point. Um, you know, we're going to be going all summer, it's going to be a grind, there's a lot of contracts to do, there's a lot of staffing contracts. And, and, uh, you know, obviously, just planning for Australia and that stuff. Um, we'll try and get away at some point in time, but it's, it's really a summer that you're, you know, you've you got to you got to make hay in the summer. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting though. I'm I'm really looking forward to, it, to be honest with you. Well, get your rest when you can. We don't want yeah. you burning out because we know how important yes. Bill the Builder is to everything <laughs> we're doing here. So make sure, even if it's just minutes, yeah. make sure you decompress. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming back in studio. I'm excited to see the outfits at the draft. Oh Can't yeah, it's highly big. anticipated. It's big. Um, everybody, like PD said, get your your good luck charms for May eighth. Uh, lots of events coming up in May, and and a happy lots. early birthday to you as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, thank you everybody for watching, for chiming in in the chat with your comments. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, PHNX Sports, um, and follow PHNX Sports on all social platforms as well. You can follow us on Twitter at as Peter's Hockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S Morgan, at Sean underscore Depaz. Follow the show. At PHNX underscore Coyotes, we'll be live with Javier Gutierrez tomorrow at 11 a.m. answering your questions. Come with your questions in the chat as well because we will have time for him to get to some of the chat questions. It's going to be a lot of fun. So thanks again, everybody, for watching. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, and we'll see everybody tomorrow.